Welcome to the U2 Chatcast, where U2 fans discuss what's happening in the world of U2. This is show number five and was recorded on Monday, January 9th, 2006. Tonight's participants are Tasula from at U2.com, Michael from MichaelVox.com, Dan from U2Source.com, and Matt from at U2.com. First up, a discussion of the final episodes of the Rolling Stone Bono Interview Podcasts. They finished off the Bono podcast. You know that the episode seven was the last one. It was the last one. Yes, I'm kind of sad oh, to say. They didn't I, say anything about that. Like, here's your final episode. At what? the very end of it, they do. They say, uh, "Well, Jan did a lot of talking." Yeah, right? he did some yeah. talking at the end, and then the uh, one of the Rolling Stone guys came on and said, "This is the this concludes our Bono podcast." But I kind of added it up, and it was about 3.5 hours out of the rumored 10 hours. Wow. So I don't know if there's more or if just the rest of it was, you know, junk, tape flips, whatever. I think the rest of it, I think the rest of it was Bono explaining the three things that this generation will be remembered for. So. <laughs> yeah, what are those the again? Internet, the internet. It's not right. just the internet. <laughs> we the can guess on, on that part. The war on terror. And, uh, yeah. But, we um, like continent go up in flames. I like the, the, let's see, part four was the musical influences, which was kind of throwaway. Part five was Bono on the early U2 albums, and then part six was Octung Baby. The whole thing was Octung Baby. Yeah, that that was not fair. And one, by the way, really good discussion of one. And then uh, part seven was Zuropa through How to Dismantle. And uh, I was kind of surprised what he said about How to Dismantle, too. He kind of said at the end that there are better songs than Octung Baby and Zuropa, or Octung Baby and uh, Joshua Tree, but the sound wasn't as good as what he said, which was kind of surprising, but... Is that the one he said the the total is not better than the sum of its parts? Like exactly. Every other album he thinks yeah, that they yeah, are. Exactly. That's a mono quote number seven oh two. Look that up in your book quickly. <laughs> exactly. Those of you at home with the paperback. <laughs> right. It's right out on there the page with Ed just falling in love with the guitar again. I think so. Wow. He did kind of vindicate one of our earlier chat cast conversations. So I think I remember Scott bringing up like the meaning of one and how you know it kind of dispelled what he had thought about it hearing Bono talk about it. But he goes back and says. It's basically every topic that's ever been thrown out. <laughs> it's about all those things. It's right. about yeah. the band. It's about the person coming out. It's about father and son. So there we and have it. And that was the, the Nelson Mandela, you shouldn't use this song because it's not positive, right? You Someone will correct us quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that uh, you, you can use it. But if you listen to the lyrics, buddy, Nelson, if that is your real name, you'll notice that we're not the same. <laughs> so um, maybe... Rethink that. Sort of a every breath you take kind of thing. Oh, ah, yeah. Well, they you always know. say, he said that same thing. I can't believe people get married to this song. Exactly. Yeah, yeah there you Sting's go. Sting's been saying that for years about every breath oh, you yeah. take. Oh, yeah. Well, that song's about surveillance and it's stalking, evil song. Yeah. yeah. Stalking. Yeah. It's a song about stalking. Hey, here's our number one hit about stalking people. <laughs> yeah. But the pod, I, I just. I don't know, the podcast thing I thought was genius on their part. And then I've come to find that they're they're expanding on it because they did the John Lennon ones, as we've talked about. Brilliant. And then they also have this Mick Jagger Q&A and a John Mayer Q&A up there now. So they're, they're rolling with it. How did John Mayer get in with the other Wait ones? a I don't minute, know. yeah, just yeah. one of these things I know, is I know. not like the other. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> wow, are you kidding me? With that high, yeah. We're going to have uh, John Lennon and Bono. We're going to have uh, Mick Jagger. And we'll also have uh, some of the members of the Insane Clown Posse will be on next. Our fourth member. They're I thought they were doing people. like an icons, iconic series or yeah. something, but maybe not. Well, the, the, the Mick Jagger one and the John Mayer are a new kind of thing called the Q&A section. Oh. But anyway. Ooh. 
But uh, it's kind of cool. Um, the John Lennon one has a really, as I talked about before, has a really nasty URL, which is rollingstone.com slash special slash 891-0389. That's right. John Lennon <laughs> deserves that kind of recognition on rollingstone.com. Yeah, but the um, what what's cool now is they have a site that puts it all together, rollingstone.com slash podcast browser. And if you go there, you can find the Bono podcast and the John Lennon and the Mick Jagger and the John Mayer. Which was the responsibility of the intern that first screwed it up. Exactly. Yeah, sure. But wow. now it's all in one place, so I think they're, they're off and rolling, and I hope they keep doing it because it's brilliant. I, of course, I'm looking at it right now. I have to make sure you're right, Dan. Yeah, it's got this funky little browser interface where as you click on arrows, you go deeper and deeper into it. So I think they're setting it up for the long term as being kind of the main uh, distribution point for their podcasts. But it looks good. I liked alternating. I liked that the Lennon and the Bono podcast came out around the same time because I would listen to one and then alternate to the other and go back. There's so many similarities between those two. Moving right along, let's talk about the survey. What Let's data did, about, what data did it finally come up? Wednesday, January, the first Wednesday in January. Cool. So and whatever that was. Let me look at some stats. 4106 people were participants, right? That is correct, sir. Did you have people that, 72 didn't, countries. that didn't finish? Uh, yeah. y- yes, there were a few hundred, like five or six hundred. That oh, that's not, not too bad. And that means like about 80% or so or 90% finish. That's awesome. Yeah. In political science, we call that ballot fatigue, for those of you playing at home. <laughs> when you don't vote at the bottom of the ballot, but you vote for president. Thank you. Well, you know, and, and, uh, well, you know you're right. I but it wouldn't but, count their votes if they didn't finish it, correct? Yes, it would. Absolutely. You only have to vote for one thing for it to count. But Matt, in your case, but the at, UT, the at survey UT survey was different. That's what I'm talking. I'm not talking about the real. No, it did. Michael. It counted on the um thing. There were more people voting for the first couple questions. Right, I believe. Yeah, I believe. I say I'm not sure on how all that worked, and I think it mm-hmm. did. But I don't know what what the cutoff point was. So I'm not quite positive on that. We're gonna work on the software before next year. Quickly. Yeah. Look, you know, if if we had been willing to spend lots and lots of money, then we could have had the whole support. You know, the whole, all that sort of stuff. So we got the free version, and the free version did exactly what we wanted it to do. No, it was perfect. And, uh, There's no uh, reason to pay for it or pay extra for it or whatever. So, so Great so results as it, as it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's fantastic. Now, you were suggesting that in the future you, you were concerned about, like, because it was in English, you were maybe underrepresenting. Yeah, you know, there, there's a couple countries that I don't know. I have it in my head are... You know, real U2 heavy. Like South America, stuff like that? Yeah, Brazil, I guess, would be one, and Mexico, and Italy in particular. Um, and those countries were way down were way down to, towards the bottom. Well, I think I think the, the number of, of... I think France had a fair... Rep- you know, maybe not as should much they? as it should have, you know, but uh, the ones that stood out for me, you know, were the ones I mentioned that, um, you know, countries that seemed to me have a pretty substantial U2 fan population or fan base... Um, you know, websites representing their, their country, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, I just guess because it wasn't, uh, you know, because it was in English, um, you know, there was that language barrier there. So, that, so maybe there weren't as many responses from those countries. And so that's, you know, that's the limitations of doing it, to, uh, you know, doing a web-based survey like that. Cool. Any interesting results that popped out at you? you yeah. <laughs> yeah, where do you want to start? 108 questions. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> go. The, the, yeah, go. 
Um, no, we we actually sent out a little. Uh, you put a little news story on at you two and, and sent out a little news release. Um, and the kind of things that I highlighted were, uh, were, were well, the first thing that I highlighted was the part at the end about um, how uh, you know the Edge is the most indispensable band member, just based on the fact that uh, uh, what is it? The most people say if he leaves, then the, then you uh, uh, two should stop you know doing what they're doing right away. So that 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 to me stood out, and uh, you know there were I thought you know I thought there was a lot of interesting stuff. You know what the people's favorite songs on albums were, and um, you know I, th- I I I was also you know the four of us I know just you know because we're friends I know you guys are online quite a bit, um, and so I was even surprised by some of the responses to the the section about uh, you know web use and that you know fifty percent of the people that replied are on one mailing list or less. I couldn't I couldn't get through a day on just one mailing list. Yeah. So I don't know how they all do it. That is surprising. Yeah. I was surprised by um, kind of like the, the youth of the U2 fan base because um, if you if you added it up, it was like 60% of them or more were in the 20 to 35-year-old range, whereas the band members are, you know, 10 years older than that, let's say. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've been very successful at continually grabbing a younger audience, which is, you know, something a lot of bands can't do. Their fan base, they tend to grab a fan base when they're really popular and just kind of carry that fan base across. But because they've had these, you know, they'll, they'll have one great album, and a couple of years later another one, another one, they keep pulling people in. It's amazing. Yeah, that's true. That uh, And that, that, that age issue is what uh, is what I've seen a couple of the the uh, Joshua Tree fans uh, <laughs> use as their excuse for why the Joshua Tree didn't do too well in the album voting. Oh, that's very true. So, mm. Because the, the peak of that range was the Octung Baby people, wasn't it? Or a little, you know, Octung Baby pop. Kind of age range, maybe. I yeah, don't know. that's true. Yeah, I think yeah. so. The uh, mostly male and female is interesting. Sixty percent male, forty percent female. But I, you know, I originally thought that that was because there were more males online, but it turns out that's not true. What, the, what stat do you have there, Dan? I have a female, stat that female. Go ahead. Uh, for the internet, sixty-eight percent men, sixty-six percent women. Of, oh, yeah. Or 68% of men of are men. online. All right, there you go. 66% of, yeah, sorry. Exactly. 68% of all American, or all men are online. 66% of all women are online. <laughs> so it's about even. There you go. Well, look, I, you know, I know in the from the mailing lists and the message boards that I read, it seems to me that it's more females. Well, women so, are just more verbose. That doesn't mean yeah. that it's... That Amen, means, sister. <laughs> hey, now. Wow. Hey, now. No, guys just guys will lurk, but they won't write, and women yeah. will write. That's... But do you think more more um, men are fans of YouTube simply because it's a male rock and roll band? Is it as simple as that? Well, I don't... I don't know. I mean, the the girls are... You know, for girls, it's, it's the music and the attraction, isn't it? For right. some, at least. Well, that could be the same for, for the guys. For some guys as well, I was just going to say. You yeah. know, that was you bring up a good point because one of my shocks was um, the question at a concert, what would you prefer to do? And the winner was Pick Set List with 32%, but the second was Dance with Bono at 22%. Right. And most of our respondents are males between the age of 26 and 35. <laughs> right. <laughs> some of them had to vote for Dancing with Bono, I'm telling you. So do you think then the, the women mostly went for Dancing with Bono and the, that the, the men mostly I, went for the set list? Personally, I picked the set list, but I guess I'm not a... I mean, I mean, I'm, I, that was that was my answer, but I guess I'm not a typical girl. I don't know. 
I would not that I wouldn't like to dance with Bono on stage. Let me not, you know, be quoted out of context here, but that wouldn't be my first. I would much rather be able to listen to every song I wanted to hear since I was six years old than. You know. Right, that seemed like the obvious choice for me too. The rest of them yeah. seemed insignificant when compared to, oh, I could pick any song I wanted. Yeah, that's true. I agree. I was surprised by how also how often people listen to the band because I. This will this will probably get me some wrath, but maybe I listen to them a couple times a week, maybe because I'm so busy. And it was how like fifty four percent, yeah, daily. That's amazing to me, or multiple times per day. That that, that would be the camp that I'm in. That's just incredible to me. I, I I admire the people that have that kind of time because I just don't. I'd say I'd probably I don't know how I voted on that. I probably I probably said either the daily or whatever the next one was just simply because I. I have the iPod on shuffle when it's I'm driving to work. It's a shuffle plate. You're exactly yeah. right. Yeah, and and so and so inevitably a U2 song will come on, and it's not like I fast forward past it. So right. But but you know yeah you're right. I mean the, the, I think the point Dan's making is 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 a good one that uh, you know that's a lot of just yeah listening to the <laughs> I mean every day I couldn't imagine listening to uh, you know this uh, a single album every day of the week. I, I mean that would just that would just no way that w- that wouldn't last. All right. What was the thing? Uh, go, man, anyway, go. Anyway, I've heard, uh, had some conversations with uh, with people that are are YouTube fans, but not quite in YouTube fan circles, if uh, if that's a good way to describe them. And the impression that they have had is that, um, well, in fact, I, I was asked, you know, flat out at one point, uh, you know, everybody's a member of YouTube.com, aren't they? And I said, "Well, no. This was right in the middle. This was right in the middle of November when the survey was, uh, you know, in progress, and I was able to uh, to look at the at some of the numbers. And you know, I, I just said, well, you know, just kind of hang around for a few weeks, and you're going to be surprised at the numbers because if you think everybody, if you think all U2 fans are are you know paying for U2.com, I think you're going to be surprised. And uh, and it comes out to be what was it like 50-50 split almost? Just yeah, about right. That was really close. Yeah." So I, you know, I and and I kind of thought it would be more. I mean, I thought uh, it's forty-eight percent yes, fifty-two percent no, and I figured it would be closer to sixty or or sixty percent yes. So yeah, but in, a, until you see number of shows and people are saying zero or one, exactly, then you realize mm-hmm. that you didn't have to be a huge fan even to take the survey. I mean that that would have that would have excluded me from taking any other band survey. Just the number of questions here. But apparently there's people out yeah. there that have seen one show that, that think that they, you know, well, I, I might as well take this thing. But that suggests they're getting across to their audience because after just one or two shows mm-hmm. per yeah, tour, yeah. they there have a connection know. with the band. Yeah, so that's powerful. Right. You're right. So it's the power of their shows once again. Yeah, that's true. That, 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 and that is, yeah, I mean, that, and that's true. And, and I don't think, you know, even though it is, you know, one show or two shows, um, you know, for maybe for us, we look at that and we think, oh, you know, they're not a big, you know, big U2 fan, but... I, you know, I just don't think that's the case. I think the fact that, that these people got through this survey, you know, when, when we were putting it together on the news staff and, and uh, you know, I was scared to death that it, just the sheer length of it was going to turn a ton of people off. And I expected maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred replies um, over the course of a month, which is, for what it's worth, about the number of replies we get when we do one of those daily uh giveaways you know we give away a free cd or whatever we get about a thousand or fifteen hundred emails and so i think i thought oh god we got a hundred and some odd questions here it's going to take a half hour we're going to be lucky to get a thousand people and we got four thousand people so 
I don't know. I mean, I th- I think anybody that got through it, you know, to me is a is a you know pretty uh, serious or big fan, uh, regardless yeah. of whether they've seen one show or two shows or whatever it is. Because we were asking a lot of them just to get through that many questions. I would not have taken that much time for the John Mayer survey that I'm sure is going to be coming up <laughs> once I learn more about him. 88% thought Edge was the best musician. Was that correct? That's what made all the papers. Edge know? rules. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And you couple that with the other one that said that, you know, the band couldn't go on without him. Pretty yeah, much this is, this, yeah. This, yeah, this is Edge's survey, isn't it? Yeah, they it is. Recognize that. He's sleeping well tonight, I'm sure. Yeah, he was worried. Larry's walking around stomping. Damn those! I <laughs> can't win on Jeopardy. I'm going on next yeah. week. I think Larry seriously got the shaft. I, I was gonna try to not bring that up because I am the token girl here, but damn it, you know. But he likes he, being he the guy in the, the background, band. though. He, he likes it that band. way. He's happy about it. He's happy that people don't recognize how cool he is. Oh, I don't know. First he's going to be in an Electrical Storm video. Then he's going to you know, sing on stage during Love and Peace. I think he's coming out of that shell. Yeah, but you don't suppose that the Electrical Storm thing was like a five-second conversation. Larry, you want to do it? Sure. You don't think it went that way, do you? I, I got a feeling it took a little while. I don't know. I've got a feeling that Anton might have tested Bono in a bathtub and decided against it. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> More bubbles. <laughs> that's a question. Speaking of Anton, that's one of the answers that did surprise me, that the U2 associate right, exactly. favored more was Anton. And but that I suggests that, that people know quality. Well, well no, I no think disrespect it's... to Anton, but Dallas is much more like you know cordial with fans if we're talking about people who see them on the tour. That but that's is. the super hardcore people. I don't, think that's, yeah. I don't think the average person would even know who Dallas is. Yeah, I agree with, and I okay. think a lot of it may have to do with with Anton's book having come out in the last year. That's um, true, right? And the fact that every album cover says Anton, you know, somewhere yeah, that, inside the booklet, within reason, a couple of them no, but yeah, we, you know, yeah, that's true, and we can probably assume that that's one of those questions that um, a lot of people didn't get votes simply because a lot of the survey takers didn't know their names, like, you know, AJ but that Rank, in itself AJ is good Rankin. data. Oh yeah, it's, it, yeah. it is. It is yeah. good data, but but that that's one of those questions where you 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 look at the names. Well, I recognize Anton's name, so I'm going to vote for him. I don't recognize a lot of these other guys. That's true. That's a good point. Which is you know not unlike the the question uh, about you know your favorite uh, instrumental song and some of those other more esoteric yeah. <laughs> uh, esoteric yeah. stuff. I'm uh, I'm sure you know there's there's some songs listed on those questions that uh, that not everybody knew, but that's okay. Odd stuff. I thought uh, still haven't found was fifth behind One Tree Hill on Joshua Tree. That was odd to me. And Bullet the Blue Sky was at the bottom. Uh, exactly next to the bottom of the list. That exactly. hurt. That actually hurt. I was a little. Yeah. And wasn't that the one people wanted to, to see go away? Yeah, that's the first yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, not a good, not a good survey for Bullet the Blue Sky either. Which is Larry's big moment, so, That's oh, what I was there you go. Say. That's my point. He keeps getting kicked around. Larry's getting shafted once again. Poor guy. <laughs> Tissula's going to start her own damn survey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to the Larry Mullen Jr. fan club survey. Only yeah. Larry questions. Only That's Larry it. questions. Larry's best hi-hat work ever was. You know. <laughs> Larry's best sleeveless t-shirt was. Exactly. I vote Ramones. I don't know about anyone else. But Ultraviolet too. on Octung Baby. Was third ahead of the fly. Oh, I would actually, I would actually agree with no. that. I yeah, love I ultraviolet. Too. The fly, come on. Edge is wrong. He's got to get over the thing with the fly. Matt, do you like the fly? Do you feel it was a great single, or is it just me? I, I, it's it's one of the many songs that I like uh, infinitely better live than uh, than I do on. The oh. <laughs> oh, 
Sorry, I dude. I like it, but it's not. I like ultraviolet better. The the elevation fly was the coolest thing. Like people yes, describe that, and then yeah. until you hear it, you just go, "Holy crap!" The like, moment that video came out, I was just, "Oh, this is incredible." Yeah. Anyway, can I'm I bring can video. I bring something up since we're all uh, you know going out on a limb with stuff? I don't get yeah. Acrobat. Somebody tell me why that is the end all be all of the I don't get song. it either. I'm, I, I'm, I'm with it either. I'm with you. I'm with all right, well, okay, it's unanimous. From now on, <laughs> stop asking for it. They're I do think it's it. a good song, though. I think it's a great song, I, but I don't okay. get why it's such a um, draw what? for people. Well, why would you want it live, though? I mean, it would seriously put me to sleep. It's very, like, you know, it's very relaxing. It's a soothing song, but I can't imagine it being that electric live. That's you know? the number one we wish they, were, they would play, right? I know. Everybody the... always brings it up. You're right. But why? Yeah, I don't. Above something like Ultraviolet, for, it, for and, example. And then Walk On came out ahead of Beautiful Day, Stuck, and Elevation, if well, I'm correct. I would, <laughs> well, I don't know if I would agree. I like Elevation, but I would put it above Stuck, and I would put it above Beautiful Day. I'm sick of Beautiful Day through the concert. Yeah, Beautiful Day, for, for it's just kind of seemed to, I don't know, the last, uh, I only saw two shows on the third leg, but it wasn't, uh, I don't know, the, I, I don't want to say they were going through the motions, but it just didn't have that, that punch when I heard it. Uh, I agree. Dialing it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that wasn't me I like that the, said that. Mm-hmm. I like the, you got to snap your fingers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just saying, it's like, well, it's their obligation song while they're, you know, getting ready to do it, Okay, what are the obligation songs? Pride? Pride yeah, is an obligation wow. song. Okay. Um, Streets, even though it's well, voted as the greatest song we'll, we'll, for live we'll, shows, we'll, right? We'll wave that because the, you can't have it. But to them, it's an obligation that. song, I think. Okay, they ha- they have to play Pride. They have to play One. They have to play Streets. They have to play right. Beautiful Day. Those right. those would Sunday be Sunday Bloody four. Sunday Sunday Bloody well, Sunday. Don't, don't they know. always play Bullet? They stopped playing that, that for a while. The the, yeah. Bono's got a drum. BonoDrumming.com. First plug. Yeah, we'll explain we'll that later. Yeah. Well, and, and now, you know, Vertigo will be a staple for, you know, if, if they keep, yeah, Ver- provided they keep touring, whatever, Vertigo will last years and years, I'm sure. That's true. And now, what, made- okay, so what about the question uh, related to uh, the ticket prices? It's pretty much what you've been saying for a long time, which is I'm in, the I'm, prices I'm are a little in- high, but they're, you know, they're great. They're worth it. Isn't that the bottom line? Well, I'm in the bar. I, th- I think they're a bargain, frankly. Right, I but do I, too. But yeah. I compare, but I compare them to a, a you know, event, a, right? a, yeah, sporting event, which yeah. which I don't know may or may not be fair to do. Well, I compare them to like like artists too. I compare them to the Stones, which I think are hugely sure. overpriced. I agree. I think they're incredibly underpriced compared to the Stones or yep. Fleetwood Mac or. Uh, I paid more for Coldplay than I did U two. That's you true. So did I. Technical. I mean, yeah. And U two was a far better show. I enjoyed Coldplay, but U two was way better. What about you guys? Anything? Okay. Well, we did. We I don't, do we. I don't know if we want to talk about it or not. But we didn't. You know, we didn't hit on the point about uh, um, you know the set lists and the fact that people have only seen one show. Doesn't it suggest to you then that that most U two fans buy the albums, listen to the albums, and go to the one show that's in their town? Isn't that kind of the bottom line? And that the rest of us are freaks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be fair. <laughs> is, that, is that a fair fair assessment of what that means in a way? Yes, I think that is what it means. I I think that's safe to say that you that most people will go to just the, just the one show, uh, their hometown show. Well, it, you know, back before the tour started, there's a a gal that works at a, at another company here in my area um, that that uh, you know we sometimes kind of pass clients off and and what have you. They do uh, related business to what we do. Anyway, I had I mentioned to her that I was going to be leaving, you know, in a couple of weeks to go see U2 in Seattle and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm such a huge U2 fan. I haven't seen them since 1987." 
and you know I bought the latest album and I can't wait to see them this year you know where did you get your tickets and blah 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 and I'm thinking you know there you go there's a quote U2 fan right there it's not yeah. you know it's not not the you know who we think but that's you know that's the people that go see that's the person that goes to see the show the hometown you know show. another thing I think a lot of people haven't been able to get tickets Remember that the yeah. the way things sold out so fast. Mm-hmm. The average hard. person who might check on Ticketmaster a week into it, oh, right. they're all gone. Yeah, that's right. that's true. There's there's and there's such a um, how do I want to word this? There's such a, an unfamiliarity with how it all works. Exactly mm-hmm. that you know people you know they try for for 20 minutes on the morning tickets go on sale. They get the messages that that no tickets are available and they give up and they think that it's done. And that they've lost their chance. And the fact is, you know, if you try, you know, keep trying for about 90 minutes, you, you know, you're more likely to, uh, to get something. And then, you, you know, you check, you know, weeks later and weeks later and, and you know, tickets get released. And, and you hit the boards on the Internet and yeah. find people to yeah. trade with and yeah. so forth. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think a lot of those fans, uh, it, it is a very hard ticket for, uh, for a lot of folks to get. Um, and so, yeah, so, that, you know, they get lucky and they get tickets to their one show and that's all they, they end up seeing. Matt, is there anything else that... No, I don't think so. Well, first, I, did, I just think you guys did an awesome job with it. That was very impressive. Are you going to be running it, um, try to run it every year? I think so. I think we'll do, uh, I think we'll do it uh, annually and, uh, you know, try and keep the questions um, the same as much as possible. Are you going to lengthen it? Are you going to shorten it? Are you going to... Any changes that are, that kind of come to mind? Or are you pretty much going to try to keep it consistent so you can compare like year to year? Yeah, I mean, I want to be able to compare it. Um, there's, you know, there's some things we didn't ask that uh, you, you know that we that we can certainly add to it, and maybe there's a few questions that uh, uh, you know that can be deleted. That uh, that section about songs is 27 <laughs> questions long, and that gets a little old after a while. So uh, yeah, I, you know, we may make some minor changes to it. Um, but uh, but no, I think I think there's value in comparing year to year. You know how things change. If you know if another album comes out, uh, uh, God forbid, later this year, I doubt it. But uh, you know next year might be more likely. You know just to see how things change from year to year. I think there's some value in that. If Larry makes any appearance whatsoever, he might go up in the estimation of the fans. That's right. See, do... he got so much juice for for apologizing at the Grammys, and everybody's forgotten about that. Yeah. And well. sending us a letter when the ticket thing screwed up. Nice, nice yeah. wording, by the on. way. Sending us a letter. To <laughs> he stamped it. He licked it. He signed Stop his name. It. He did seem to be, for a while there, the only one Responded. really high up that was interested. I agree. Absolutely. And so, yeah, that's – you would. I, get, I see your point where you might mm-hmm. think that would have earned him some stuff. But mm-hmm. people forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> We could talk about the year-end stuff. I still want to talk about that if you guys feel like it. Yeah. Sure. Sounds good to me. Okay, so we're early into 2006, and so it's a nice time to look back, kind of like, uh, what, Siskel and, what's the guy, Roper? Yeah. Ebert, Ebert and Rose Siskel's dead. Ebert and Roper. <laughs> what's that guy, Siskel, uh, he's the dead guy. I yeah. forget, I forget I their do. names. So what was, like, uh, your best... U2 moment of 2005. Oh, okay. And by the way, you've all had this question for a week now. So. I, totally <laughs> no, I kind even... of forgot what I yeah, said. I I'm going to have to think about it again. I have two of them. I'll throw mine out. <clears throat> Maybe that'll be helpful. I don't know. You go I'm going to try to word it better this time, too. <laughs> what was the first time they did Miss Sarajevo? Was it in... Uh... Milan. 
It was the no, Netherlands. No, it was before Milan. No, it was in the Netherlands. It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was, uh, I downloaded that bootleg, and I heard Miss Sarajevo, and I heard him hit that high note before anybody had really talked about it much. Mm. And that was just like an amazing moment to me. So I remember that one, and then I remember LA1 in November of, the, of 2005. That show was just incredible. And like Michael and I have talked about before, just sucked me right back in, reminded me of what it was all about. So those two moments for me were like the best of 2005. What say you guys? All right, I'll go, I, I'll go second. All right. For me, um, the first Seattle concert in April uh, was, was just, well, as you said, sucked you back in. It, it, kind of the same thing with me because I was um, in a period uh, of, of – just going through some some uh, some difficult uh, a difficult stretch away from you two stuff you know just uh, family and personal stuff um, and then it was also you know the first show that I saw of the tour and so I was still um, you know holding on to some of the, all that uh, um, you know all the all the stuff was still hanging in my mind about the, you know the the priest the the ticket pre-sales. ticket sales and stuff yeah, yeah and all that so there was you know there there was still a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth you know based on how all that went down and so uh you know the first Seattle show rolled around and uh you know we there was a whole group of us the whole bunch of at U2 staffers were there um and we all got to the tip of the ellipse uh, on the floor we didn't get scanned in except for uh Kelly who somehow got separated from us and was scanning you know about 10 minutes after us and she got scanned in and I ended up being the one that uh, that got to go into the ellipse with her, and uh, you know, so we just watched that first show from right in front of Edge, and uh, I just, you know, I just I needed it in a bad way, and they delivered. It was awesome. Okay, I guess I'll go next. Um, Live Eight would would rank for me. Obviously, I'm a huge Beatles fan as well as a huge U2 fan. So seeing Paul McCartney and U2 on stage together, sing anything, let alone a Beatles song that I love, was kind of utopian for me. Um, in the music world, and that whole day was pretty, pretty magical. Uh, as far as straight U2 concerts go, Las Vegas 2 does stand out uh, for the performance with Brandon Flowers. That was really cool. Um, and I love In a Little While, so I was excited to see. That was the first time I got to see that song on this tour, so that was a, a great moment. And also, to throw in what kind of what Matt said, seeing everybody, all the other U2 geeks and friends from at U2 and things like that, at the Seattle show to begin with, and then at the Portland show a few weeks back, was kind of full circle. So that was that was great. Yeah, too. I would have the Portland show too. Just <clears throat> passing around the stuff. Remember the that was great. Yeah, the, the banners and great. passing around the yeah. necklaces was kind of a very mm-hmm. cool. That was more of a crowd. I've been. I saw somebody yesterday that had a ticket but couldn't make it up, and she said, "Tell me it was good, but not the greatest thing you ever saw." And I say, "Well, that's pretty much it. Like you know, they have no tie to Portland." They don't, except for the lyric, the missing lyrics. Um, it was just a, like an accident of scheduling to put them there, right? Mm-hmm. And it turned out to not be the final, not even, I mean, it wasn't even the final American show. But all the people that still went there, you know, terrible weather, not like they're going to go see something else while they're there. It's not New York where they have a bunch of other options, Boston, whatever, San Francisco. So the crowd really was a cool thing. There were a lot of people from a lot of places. That Australian guy at the party, I still think about. Like, he's, you know, mm-hmm. I came from so far, it's my first show, and I spent so much money, and I think he had spent, like, close to $400 on his ticket. Yeah, I and think then, so And then they announced that they're, you know, going to his country, so <laughs> whatever. Good on you, as they say. 
Um, my high point was uh, uh, four days in Dublin, including going to the castle and taking a picture <laughs> in exactly the right spot. And then um, the castle on the unforgettable fire cover for yeah the uh, lined up it, with GPS and everything. Yeah, we were <laughs> facing apparently the right way. There was more ivy, but. Everything else was pretty much the same. And then those shows, you know, one of which was rainy and not that gray, but, you know, you, you see a bunch of different things from different angles, and they were, that was pretty cool. I, I feel like I've, I've done my, my mecha thing. We didn't walk around counterclockwise, but we, uh, we did all the rest of the mecha stuff. <laughs> I hope it's counterclockwise. Um, people of Islam, please write in to uh, correct about me. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and getting your picture taken with Allie Houston, kind of cool. Yeah, the Allie Houston uh, sneak up, take a picture of, is a high point on my desktop. I'm looking at it right now while I talk to you. <laughs> no wonder you're so distracted. Yeah, sorry, Bono. What about worst moments of 2005, U2 related somehow? <laughs> I, for me, it was the, the ticket thing early in the year. Yeah, for me too. I, I, I will tack that on, but I will also say the disappointment of not getting into Conan O'Brien when I thought that I was really going to. That, that oh, you has, were there? Oh, 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 yeah. You can read about it on, on YouTube.com's blog <laughs> archive. Yeah, it was a it was a hard, hard day. Well, you were, you, were, you <laughs> know, night, it, it, I should say. It, and just so people don't think it comes off as sour grapes, I mean, you were led to believe that you were going Absolutely. in. Absolutely. We were, we were almost, you know, I mean told that we were going to be in and you know change your clothes and come back here and, and it, it's it wasted a whole day i think that's that's another thing that that wore on me was that we had such a fun morning conan came to the line and talked to all the fans and the energy was great everybody was in a good mood and then they gave us numbers and told us to come back and we got into line we were all chatting with the people we because we had to be in the same order that we were that morning so We'd made friends, and, you know, it was great, and we went shopping, and we're, we were wearing Eden clothes, and it was just, it was so exciting. We were going to see you 2 in a venue of 200 people, and, um, and they cut us, like, in groups of 10 or 15, so it was just heartbreaking when, when people would come by, and it was like, oh, please don't come for me, please don't come for me, and it's like, there you go, and, you know, mm -hmm. you're the next one off the list, and... We were in the last group. I actually met a girl at the At You 2 party in Portland that came up to me and was like, oh, you poor doll, I remember you, and you were, you know, ten people behind me, and I got in. Jeez. Well, nice to meet you. Thank you. No, no she, was, she was darling. She was very sweet. She was actually trying to make me feel better. Well, it wasn't that great, you know. I'm like, well, I saw the broadcast, and original species sounded pretty good to me. But, you know, anyway, for what it's worth, it was an experience I'll never forget, and, you know, life goes on. Michael? Everything was great this year. <laughs> Meeting people. Come on. It was all good. No, there's, some, there's not every instance. show is perfect. But well, what was what was good. the low point then for you? The low point was just a show. And what, what, uh, what show are you talking about? What show would that be, Michael? <laughs> I'm referring to uh, Oakland, California, first night. The uh, the sa very same one that the Mercury News guy said was the transcendent tears in his eyes experience that he'd wished for his whole life. <laughs> So uh, one of us was at the wrong show. I'm not sure. Brad Kava, that goes out to you. I read you all the time, buddy. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, and, you know, I'm sure it was, you take all the, you take all the crap with you into the show, and um, like Matt was saying, and, and you too, Dan, we were, you know, trying to see if they could still pull us in, and they couldn't that day, and that's the first time they couldn't, and 
that made me nervous. And since then, there's been two more shows, and they absolutely could. Even on some live things, they pull me in. I wasn't at Vegas, but it sure sounded fun. So um, <laughs> It was great. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's a, that's a regret. I sort of wish I found a way into that place. Mm-hmm. So we got more tour coming up. Yeah, so how many no. how many shows are confirmed? How many more? Who's um, doing the counting? Like 10 or like 15 or so? 10 or 15? We have, I can actually tell you. But it's, it's uh, Mexico, South America, Australia, New Zealand, Japan, and then Hawaii is the end, right? Allegedly. That is correct. Allegedly. Now, is there any possibility they're going to do U.S. stadiums like has been talked about on and off and on and off? Or is that is it pretty much a done deal and they're going to hopefully go home and record something for a change? That would be cool. Well, I would say it's a done deal, but I don't know that they're going to go home and record something. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. The sooner they get home, Dan, the sooner the two-year process when starts. Is, when is, when <laughs> yeah, that's right. Four-year the, process. The, the Hawaii shows are, what, April 8th, and then Eighth they're going to add 9th. one on the 9th. Yeah, that, so, so we can pretty much guarantee by about April 12th there will be a big article in some magazine where Bono says that they're on fire and they want to get right in the studio. <laughs> exactly. Catches in the love magic. with the guitar. Yeah, Edge's in love with the guitar. And this generation has been remembered for three. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's the wrong conversation. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, we, I mean we can pretty much get, and then nothing will happen, and they'll you know they'll mix they'll mix some stuff here, and they'll redo this, and then and they'll change you know, a different producer. Yeah, they, they have an album, and then they'll invite Dan Lanois to come in, and he'll come in and review everything, and it all fall apart. <laughs> and then 2008, the album will be released. That's right. <laughs> well, do you think are they going to play at the Grammys? Do we know about this since they're nominated for a bunch of stuff? Yes, I believe they will be playing at the Grammys. Sweet. What day are the Grammys? That is February 8th. February 8th. Excellent. Lucky I have that calendar in my head. Oh, one more thing. Um, Michael Tasula, (laughs) I hear you have a website coming online soon, or is it online now? Uh, It's up, but it's still in progress. We're still working on the And we were thinking if if we could find one iconic image of the entire Vertigo tour, you know, a lot of people would. Larry's, that that bandage on his arm? Larry's bandage or his (laughs) keyboard work. Or uh, Edge falling in love with the guitar with the eyes closed. There's a lot of Adam. But really, when you get right down to it, the most popular photographed moment of any show is, of course, Bono drumming at the uh, tip of the ellipse during Loving Peace or Else. else. (laughs) They've got to visit our new site, bonodrumming.com. What might you see at Bono Drumming? What would you see at bonodrumming.com? You would see pictures of Bono drumming. And what we're trying to do, Dan... Is collect a every picture that's ever been taken of Bono drumming from every show. They'll be cataloged. Wait, uh, every? So wow. We have yes. it listed by show. Day. I just went through and spent my entire Sunday creating pages for this. <laughs> so we'll have a page for every single show on the Vertigo tour, and then you can choose a show and click on the link, and then we'll have a gallery of photos from that show. You'll be famous if your picture is of the 18,000, the best, the, is it deemed the best of all the Bono drumming pictures? Because there's only like 50 out there, I'm sure. Raise your hand right now if you're so listening many. and you have will, a Will there be a, a survey to go along with it? Too? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to mount a survey. Best, uh, yeah, best Omaha 